Hey, Marcus. Yes? You like movies? Yes, I do. You like um, being holed in your house and not being able to do anything because, you know, if you want to do the right thing, you should stay in your house? Yeah. And, you know, luckily, I, I, I'm, I'm a good void filler with time. I have lots of things that keep me occupied. And my wife is awesome and we get along. So I'm doing pretty good right now. Yeah, I just all want to say. Considered. Um, I guess you have to add that. You have to say all things considered. Yeah, I just want to say shout out to Hobby. This is Zebras in yes. America podcast. Um, yes. Because of our weird recording order, I'm not quite sure what number this is. I think it's 116. It is 116. Um, yeah, so we have we have an episode coming out next week that is less time sensitive so we decided to to rock with this episode today so yes if you're if you're listening like currently then you understand that right now we are we are both people that live in new york city during the outbreak of the covid 17 strand of the coronavirus and people like marcus and i who have differing levels of health needs and really everybody are holed up in our houses in some different level of self-quarantine. Some people are yep. social distancing. Some people are totally not leaving their house, whatever. Yeah. And I just want to say, so this episode, we're going to do, del- dwell, delve into things you might want to catch up on or watch or enjoy while you're quarantined. Sure. But I just, because I like our, our podcast to be universal, I just want to say that we're going to get through this. And everyone, hopefully most of us will be okay. Hopefully everyone that loves our show and even people that hate our show and whatever, I hope everyone's okay. So I just want to preface that even though this episode we made so we could have stuff, so we could recommend stuff for you to watch during this time. And we think it's important right now to make sure we have an episode every week so you guys have something to listen to. This episode will work in the future, like if you're, stuck in your house for a longer few days because you have the regular flu or the cold or, you know, the weather or you're in political exile or you're in house arrest or something like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Excuse me. That was just a normal cough. Relax. Yeah. People are going to be like, well, Marcus coughed, which uh, Theo Vaughn said coughing is the new N-word right now. (laughs) Yeah. Which, like, I would say the N-word is still the new N-word, but... I was going to say that, but I, I'm, like, I'm, I'm, happier that I'm, I'm happier that you said it, because it's kind of a given that I would say something like that, so I'm glad that, uh, that you said it. Right, but I'm trying to be, like... I'm just trying to be sensitive to the fact that... Like, I, I think the term ally is loaded, but these days, not always, but yeah, I think as a friend who sees what people of different backgrounds go through, I can say, like, racism is, is still all very popular. So the N-word is still the new N-word and the old world N-word. And so yeah, that's that. Yep. So Desert, I was thinking, because I was trying to watch the new Hulu show, High Fidelity, 
based off of uh, oh right right based off of the book, which was by Nicholas Hornby, which was also made into a movie with John Cusack, and sort of like the coming out party for Jack Black, amongst other people. It's a great. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's a pretty oh, yeah. good movie. Yeah. yeah. But Tenacious D was pretty niche at the time. Right. Tenacious D at the time was just a very strange HBO show. If you watch the old Tenacious D stuff, it is really out there. Mm. And one cool thing about the John Cusack movie is that one that one of his love interests in the movie is Lisa Bonet. Right. Lisa Bonet had a child with with uh Lenny Kravitz, Zoe Kravitz, who played right. the the, char- the main character in Hulu's High Fidelity, and yeah. one and one of the overarching themes in the book and the movie, and I, I'm sure the TV show is Top Five Desert Island. Right, <clears throat> very much so. Yeah, I have to say too, I did know that about Lisa Bonet, uh, uh, her daughter being in High Fidelity, and it almost, in a weird way, reminded me of how. In the movie Chaplin, where Robert Downey Jr. plays Chaplin, Geraldine Chaplin plays uh, Charlie Chaplin's uh, mother in the movie. So Geraldine Chaplin is playing her grandmother in the movie, which is which I also found kind of strange. But anyway, it's kind of like a that makes uh, yeah, uh, uh, I think uh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, and. So we're all here catching up, not having a lot to do. So mm-hmm. why don't you start off, come up with a desert island list, and let's work on it. Now, when you say a desert island, what are the circumstances? Just like, <clears throat> just, just, just five movies that you'd, not necessarily, hey, these are my five favorite movies, but just five movies no. that you were stuck with, these were the ones. Right, because like you and I, I've tried to have you tell me your five favorite movies, and that's just not going to happen, and that's okay. And my my five favorite movies change every day. Same, same. But it's like so I have like my desert al my desert island rap albums, right? Right. If I had to just go off the top of the dome, would probably be Mad Villain. Nice. Um, I think De La Soul is dead, even though it's not my favorite De La Soul album. Okay. But it's got it's got so many parts to it. Mhm. Um, hmm. I'm gonna go. Eight Aliens by Outkast. Okay. I'm gonna go Nia by Blackalicious. I guess I'm. I guess these are rap albums. These are Desert Island rap albums. I mean, it's funny because my mine, except for one, my Desert Island albums, most of them would be rap albums. But anyway, go ahead. And I think, do you want more by the Roots? I just have to follow my heart. And oh wow! Other things that came 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 to my See, head. Wow! I I always forget that you like Nia that that much. Like yeah, that album's like you really... mentioned it before. How theory, like you know, I remember "Shallow Days" is a song that. Depending on mm. what mood I'm in, I'm, I'll listen to that every day for like for 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 a, a period. It's kind of like because it's one of those songs. It's a rare mix of like 
it's hopeful, but there's also some sorrowness to it. But at the end of the day, it is still hopeful. And it's almost like Gift of Gab's version, one verse in that song in particular, it's like Gift of Gab's version of Nas's last verse in One Love, where he's like talking to this guy and trying to be like, hey, man, don't don't necessarily throw your life away, blah, blah, blah. I, I would be surprised if Gift of, Gift of Gab wasn't influenced by that verse on Illmatic in that song on, on Shallow Days. That's true. And if I had a yeah. sixth man, it might be Fantastic Damage by LP. Nice. Oh, that's crazy. It's a really good album, and LP is one of your favorite producers. Um, for, it's funny you mentioned right, LP because I tell I tell myself I actually don't have a top five. I whittle it down to four because once that fifth comes into play, it just starts opening up. So I cut it off at four. So it's low end theory, bizarre ride to the far side, introducing DJ Shadow and Fun Crusher Plus. And if you know, gun to my head, I had to pick a fifth. I guess I'd do either. Pete Rock and Seal, Smooth Mech and the Soul Brother, or Sonic Youth, um, Daydream Nation, which is like feels like such a basic. No, I was answer, thinking maybe we, but... I was thinking maybe we would do other genres because because DJ Shadow well, and producing would would be in my instrumental top five non jazz. So sure. top five uh, desert island jazz. Pop. Yeah, true. Top five desert island jazz. Go. Uh, John Coltrane. Oh, no, let me start. No, no, no. Uh, Ferris Sanders Karma. Nice. Um, is that the very, very t- t- top of the list? Shout out to my dad. That was his favorite album. Um, John Coltrane, uh, favorite things. Um, just for my favorite things alone. Then John Coltrane, Love Supreme, the entire movement, like every every section mm-hmm. of that song. Okay. Um, what are some... Uh, hmm. No, I don't want to do J.J. Johnson. Um, so, yeah, Miles Davis, Birth of Cool, and Sketches of Spain. Okay. Um, and that's without much I'm thought. Gonna, this is what I'm this is, this is going to say. All right. Okay. The Todd the Eldwad by Alice Coltrane. Uh-huh. Miles Smiles by Miles Davis. Mm-hmm. Though that really, really anything from his second quintet would do. Mm-hmm. Um, John Coltrane, Ascension. Oh, wow. Tony Williams, Ultimate Collection. Okay. Charles Mingus, Ah, uh, Um. Oh, see, goddamn. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And if I had to do like um, a sixth man. It would be Mad Lib Mad Lib what? Shades of Blue. Okay, see that's weird. I would, yeah. We don't need to. Turn he has this a into lot a of good. Thing. He has a lot of interesting jazz records. He does that though. For some, I would put that in like instrumental hip hop though. There's still like <clears throat> sampled program drums, but whatever. It's 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 not my list, although a good list. I'm sorry, you, uh, that that didn't come out. What'd you say? No, I said it's not my list, although it's a good list. So that's that's the thing. What would be some Desert Island movies? Yeah, um, like as as we were talking, and you know, you already kind of prefaced it by it's just by you know saying like 
at the moment. Like we could we could re-record this episode tomorrow and my five might change. Maybe two to three movies would definitely change by the time I woke up tomorrow, you know? So what are you thinking? Uh, I'm thinking I, 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 I got a cool five list. Uh, do you want to go like ping pong style? Um, or just sure. me go all five and then you go all five and then, yeah. Okay. Well, wait, okay, to which one? Why don't you give your five and then I'll give my five. Okay. Uh, are we listing or just giving a quick little reason why with each? Do what feels good to you. All right. So I'll throw – so the first one I'm going to say is uh, Claire Denise, U.S. Go Home. And, you know, the reason for – every movie on this list is, is one of my favorite. It, it does happen to be one of my uh, fa- favorite movies. Now, Ranked. They might not necessarily be in the top five, top ten, or even top twenty, but these are all my uh, favorite movies. Now, U.S. Go Home is nowhere near Claire Denis' best movie, but it's also just like one of her. Even though there's there's definitely some serious subject matter, like losing your virginity to someone like twice your age and when you're underage, also. But it's also like a coming of age tale. It's also kind of Claire Denis' way of like you know, on the flip side when you're like a 15 or 16 year old boy in movies, it's totally cool to lose your virginity to like the 30 or 40 year old woman. But on the flip side, when you're, when it's a woman or a female, it's not going on its bad. So I like that Claire Denis was kind of like challenging that the movie is also semi-autobiographical. And it also is, it also is connected to so many other movies in the Claire Denis universe, how it's like, it's, it's, it's not, but it also kind of is like the prequel to Nanette and Bonnie. It was the first collaboration between Vincent Gallo and Claire Denise. So naturally, I think of all the other movies that they made together. So, uh, and it's only an hour long. To, well, actually, it's 50, uh, 50 something minutes. So it kind of breezes by. So, U.S. Go Home. Um, next on that list would be Chameleon Street. Um, the older I get, the more I love that movie. I just kind of think I need that movie around. I, I need something a little transgressive and progressive um and then to counter that the next movie on that list would be uh clifford because i need something completely absurd and weird and and funny to to laugh at and clifford is is, is all of those things it's very absurd it's very weird and it's very funny uh martin short you know he plays a little boy and yeah, you're supposed to weird. believe he's he's a little boy and uh, and and that premise alone plus martin short's very very funny also, um, hi, Doug. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, oh. So, yeah, and also Charles Grodin. I think they play off each other very well because Martin Short is obviously the comic relief and Charles Grodin's the straight man. But by the end of the movie, you know, Charles Grodin kind of, you know, loses his cool and, and shows his comedic chops. He's, he's really funny. So the other movie on my list would be Post Canaveras Lux. Uh, again, just I, I would need something kind of weird, and that's also a long movie. Post and Ever Sucks is also the kind of movie I know I've seen it a bunch of times, but if I'm on a desert island, I could just kind of watch it for the first 20 minutes and then maybe like walk around the island and come back and still kind of be synced into the movie. It is that kind of a movie. Um, 
And I guess the last movie that would be on is, is Safe. Uh, just like Chameleon Street, the movie Safe, the older I get, just the more I fall in love with that movie. I mean, it's crazy. I just think that movie is kind of perfect or as close to perfect as, as, as you can get, in in my opinion. Um, and it's also nice, you know, going back to this, well, not going back, we're in it, but going back to the what you were talking about earlier, with this whole self-quarantining stuff, that 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 that's that's a lot of what safe is about and just illness environmental illness which is kind of like what what we're dealing with now and sometimes not all the time but sometimes i roll my eyes when something happens in the world and it's like oh man this is just like in that movie but it's all but right now this this safe safe is very much like what's happening right now to to, to some degree so so those, so those yeah. are my those are my five it's i i i for a second i was gonna put a haneke movie I do think he's a master, unlike anyone. But if I'm going to be on a desert island, I, I, I just I don't want any one of his movies near me because it could be easy w- without that stuff. You well, know, depression just, might kick in and say, all that stuff. So, oh, yeah, and I just want to say I'm that Haneke is someone that that I'm going to bring up when I go mm-hmm. into some of the some of the things that I prepared for the episode. So, oh wow, yeah, he's there. Not much. It's just that that he does exist. You ever smoke PCP? Not yet, but you know I, I may. Yeah, and I'm like, if you want to like watch like end of the world movies and zombie movies and shit like that, this is the wrong podcast. That shit really upsets me right now. And sure, I would I would check out anything that Mr. Cornish does for your for your horror stuff. Oh, um, of course. Shout out to Bradley. Yeah, he's a good guy. Bradley Cornish. He has two, three podcasts. What are the podcasts called, man? We've got Dinner You're with Lynch on and Twenty Six. Uh, yeah, did Dinner with uh, no, not 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 recently. I think they just retweeted something old that I had done. Um, they have Twenty Six Movies from Hell and Dinner with Lynch. And what was the one we were on? We were on uh, Dinner with Lynch, actually, even though it was about Abel Ferrara. I thought it was four brains, one movie. Oh yeah, shit, that too. Sorry, three. He has three podcasts. Yeah, you're right. Three brains, one movie. Because oh, well, we've been on his, you've been on his podcast many times. I've been on his podcast twice. Right. We did one on New Rose Hotel slash Abel Ferrara, and we did one on Angry Cop. Yeah. Oh, Violent Cop. Yes. I always have trouble with what that's called. Yeah. Um, I just also want to take a, take a second to shout out um, our one of our great fans, Javier Bartello. His son, his son, who's 14, is a fan of our show as well, and he started making instrumental music. And he sent me some music to listen to and give some advice to. And I like no shit because I I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't know. I I wouldn't tell a kid they were untalented. You know but I don't lie to kids. You know what I mean? Sure. So when he, when he sent me the music, I was, I was very pleased that it was not just good. It was, it was impressive for his age and for how long that he's been working. And I was really impressed because I gave him some advice, some thoughts. Whenever someone asks me for, for feedback, I'm like, these are my thoughts. These are my questions. Not necessarily. This is what to do. I'm like, just like, this is what, these are things I would consider. And also yes. here's some instrumental music that I think 
might help you. And he comes back two weeks with like super improved stuff. I think I'm going to put one of his songs at the end of the day. Definitely. I sent you some of his beats. Yeah, I listened to them. They were real. Like, I, I genuinely, knowing his age and like the first few seconds into the first beat you sent me, it was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. And I again, guess because like, I think I about myself. No, no, no. no, I said I think about myself. I, I think about myself. Well, I mean, I wasn't making beat. I was just trying to scratch at 14, and I was pretty terrible. Although I think about my other friends who like got their samplers when they were 14, and the stuff they were making wasn't good. Not that I expected it to not be good. I just associate all 14 year old music, you know, to not not be that great. And then I heard it, and I was like, Oh man, he's he's 14 and he's already on this. Damn, where's he gonna be at when he's eighteen? And even eighteen is ridiculously young too. So, yeah, and we we live in a time where you can really you can really like there's so much stuff, so you don't have to spend four or five years just figuring out how to use programs and use synthesizers and use technology. Oh, thousand percent. Yeah. You know, I didn't make a beat or a song that I was comfortable with for maybe four years. Sure. Because half of half of the, this technology was learning how to use it, and this new stuff is not only so friendly, the sounds that you can get these days are just so dope. That being yeah. said, I kind of cheated with my with my with my beat twist because I have I have more than okay. five. Okay. But I'll ex- but I don't care. Yeah. Uh Neither do Trust. I. Trust by Hal Hartley. Nice. Because I only saw it once or twice. It's one of my favorite movies and I would like to watch it again. And it's got the sort of style where I feel like I could I could really get into it and watch it over and over again. Mhm. Being there, Hal Ashby, Peter Sellers. Sure. Just because it's just it's just a classic. It was my favorite movie forever. It no longer mm-hmm. is, but it's still up there. Punch Drunk Love. Oh. Because because it's nice. a movie that I'd like to revisit, and and because I like the music so much, I feel like I could just dissect parts of it. I wouldn't have to to watch the whole thing. Damn, I have to stop you for a second. I think more people should, not that you're the first to do it, but it doesn't happen too often. I think people should really, like, when it comes to Desert Island stuff, maybe one or two things that, like, you haven't given much attention to, to, like, reevaluate. I, I don't ever, I, I don't often think about that when I do live like that. Yes, and also, I just like John Bryan's music for that so much. Yeah. As well. Right. Uh, also, Zama. Nice. Just because I feel like if this island has hallucinogens or any sort of fun things, that would be. Even though obviously, if somehow this desert island also had a DVD player, that would be mm-hmm. weird. But this is, you know, whatever. Oh right, right, yeah. Thin red line because you need a war movie, and if you're going to have a war movie, why not have a Malik war movie? And I haven't seen his which, most recent war movie. 
Right. And part of it's cool because a, a nice chunk of thin red line take place on an island. So. Exactly. Uh, speaking of islands, Synecdoche, New York. Okay. That's a movie I recently revisited. It's really good. Is it? Okay. I saw it once in the theater, like literally when it first came out. Oh, man, RIP Sunshine Cinema. Yeah, uh, but I haven't revisited well, that's it. That's what I saw, too. Oh, yeah. And I just, it's just like one of those movies where the first time you're either like, I hate this or I love this or what the what the hell is going on here? There's so much. This is Charlie Kaufman being, being. I'm very smart, and this is, yeah. this is a play within a play within a play, uh, donut hole within a donut hole within a donut hole, and everything is expanding, and it's, and it's theater, but it's also cinema, and yeah. I rewatched it, and I was just, I was like, this is not an easy work but it is a profoundly complex work that's worthy of, to me, of yeah. revisiting and and extracting and thinking about. And it's a very it's a very Charles Kaufman esque uh, movie. Right. It's 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 in the squid and the whale when the kid called Kafka Kafka esque. Yeah. Yeah. This, this, and you know he's made a couple movies since then, but I don't think he has the the star power he used to be. So he has a couple projects coming up this year. Well, we'll see. You know, I don't. Know. I think people liked Anomalisa more than they. Uh, I think they liked that movie a lot. It, it, it's got its nice size cult following. Right, but cult followings are strange. What is cult followings? They are. I mean, they're cults. But yeah, uh, I know that he has he has at least he has uh, two movies coming up. One is a writer and one that he directed and wrote that's coming out on Netflix. But I also have a feeling a lot of movies that weren't planning on coming out on Netflix this year will be because because you know this I feel that the whole theater industry is going to be affected and it's the big companies will be affected but it's really the the small companies and the indie houses that are going to be most affected by what we're going through 1000 percent yeah but you know Charlie Kauf sorry No, just real quick well, though. Certain theaters like 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 Lincoln Center, which actually I'm going to take them up on this because uh, Bacarao, this Brazilian movie that I want to see, they're offering like digital tickets that you can stream at home, and the link is good for five days. Um, well, they 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 finally so I'm sure do other, that. Yeah, uh, and if Lincoln Center is doing it, then I'm sure other other folks will follow suit. If they can, I mean, you can't just, you know, there's distribution issues and everything, but I'm sure lots of movie theaters will find their way around doing that. I think that's a pretty cool, cool way to go about it. Yeah. So a couple, a couple days ago, they announced that they were going to stream 
Invisible Man and Emma yeah. and The Hunt starting Friday for 20 bucks a yep. pop. And I'm not going to yeah, do that's, that. That's the downside. For those movies. But Baccarat, which is a movie I really want to see, I would pay yeah. 20 bucks to stream that because I know I know what one film link film link is they're paying their employees still. Yeah. For a little while. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, so so if you so if you were going to to watch a movie, this would be a good place to watch it. I was really I was really hoping that they're going to do that with the new Eliza Hitman movie because uh, Never Rarely Always, I think it's called. Yeah. Because as you know, me and Saskia love her. And, and we me were too. So, like we, what's that? I said, and myself too. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't even know about, I wouldn't know about Eliza Hitman if it wasn't for you, if it wasn't for the podcast. Oh, sure. So thank you. Right. I oh, I have to cut in real to... quick. Uh, just, just real well, quick, the Baccarat, you, it, it's only $12. That's a, that's a really 20. good deal. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, yeah. So maybe I'll, maybe I'll watch that this weekend. I might, I think I might do that too. What's the website? I think we got a future wanna... episode. If you just, yeah. well, I'm, I'm just scrolling Twitter. If, if you just go, well, if you just go to fil- the uh, filmlink.com or .net, whatever it is, uh, so they're, they're kind of pushing it pretty hard. Dot org, yeah. You you can, yeah. I'm just looking at their Twitter. But if you go to them on Twitter, it's at FilmLink. It's one of their top tweets right now. So just they they give you the link where to go, all the info and all that stuff. Yeah. So I mean, if you're listening to this episode in the future, then maybe it's available different ways. But if you're listening to it now, I think any sort of you know, support, Lincoln Center is definitely a major minor, but it's important. Yes. Oh yeah. It's definitely like a matador of of film stuff. And also you yeah. when you interrupted me, it was when I was gonna say something sentimental and I know how much you hate that shit. So No, I don't. What are you talking about? I was gonna say I was gonna say something nice about you, but I know that makes you uncomfortable. <clears throat> oh, I mean <laughs> No, I don't. Hugging maybe I value I value I value our friendship and I love all the things that I've learned. Uh, from knowing you. Oh man, I appreciate that. Like likewise. So yeah, so never, never, rarely, sometimes, always, and I, I hope they do something like that too because I want to support Eliza Hammond. Definitely. And Saskia and I. So there were there were. I'm trying to think. There were three or four things that I was looking forward to in the next month, superficial things, quality of life things, not things yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Sure. you know, and one was going to see Tinder sticks with you. I bought those tickets yeah. six months yeah. ago mm-hmm. and seeing never rarely, sometimes always. Yeah. The new Eliza Hitman, that was something Sassy and I were going to do. So we've made a date to see, every time one of her movies comes out. We make a date to go see her movies, and oh, nice. there was this. There's this jujitsu school opening up in my neighborhood that was doing a seminar, and I was looking forward to it. Those are the things I was looking forward to. They've all been canceled till further notice. Right. So, Eliza Hayman, if you're listening to the show, 
if you want to give us a screener and be on our show, I, I now have Zoom. So, yeah, know, please. maybe you want to talk to us. And, yeah, yeah I think Baccarat could definitely be an episode. I mean, I think we're going to be doing episodes, like, in this style for the for, for a little while. Mm -hmm. So... You know, such is such is life. You know, what are you gonna do? Yeah. Yeah. So where was I at? I was at Thin Red Line. Yes. Hmm. I don't know. I was at Synecdoche, New York. Right. And then I'm gonna go. Hmm. I'm going to get you sucker. Oh, nice. Because why not? Also, Empire Records. Oh. Oh, wow. Yeah. And some more stuff. I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Sure. There's just so... There's so many movies to watch. And... Yeah. You know... It's hard. It's hard to keep a hold on everything. Yeah, I know. So here are some other ideas I thought of to as as springboards to talk about things you can do while you're holed up. Right. And one of them was catching up on Hanukkah movies. <laughs> That's go ahead. No, that's literally, that's one of the things I thought. I was like, oh, I could do that on, on like days where I want to be depressed. Sure, I was going to say. And not that every movie is depressing, but some of them are very, like, whoa. Like, immediately my mind goes to the seventh continent, which at this point in life, and it's been pretty consistent for years now, I think that is his best movie. Um, and it's although the, and that it's obviously can be debated. And it's the most depressing movie like ever sure and it's also based on a true story which is just like fuck so yeah I really liked his last movie but I know it's not like even <clears throat> close to one of his best movies not 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 in not in not one bit no yeah I came I'm to terms to with that last year have you ever seen Rose of the Fireflies what? Have you ever seen the anime film Grave of the Fireflies? Yes. I think that's also one of the saddest movies, most depressing saddest sure. movies ever made. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, just saying. Like, I recently, I, going back to our last episode, I think the more I think about it, sorry we missed you. Mainly just the ending, which I won't say what it is, but I think is also is, is one of the most depressing movies because you know as cliche as it is it is very realistic just like fear-based work and it's just like god damn that 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 is very real and another i haven't seen it yet but i will yeah another another thing you can do while you have a lot of free time is Catch up on homework. Now, when I say by homework, I mean 
homework movies because you guys are all probably catching up on homework or cleaning your room or doing chores. But, yeah. you know, maybe there's some B-side Kurosawa movies or a Spike Lee movie you always want to see or, you know, watch this, watch a Bergman movie. Sure. You know? Like, complete your filmographies. Yeah. What have you been What have you been watching lately? Uh, mostly t- television. <clears throat> um, like I said, I, 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 we last night we just finished that show, Unbelievable, on Netflix, which is kind of like a movie, honestly. It's um, uh, and then other stuff, you know, Ninety Day Fiance, Love After Lockup, Jersey Shore, The Center. Dude, those the shows center are is, really messed cool up, show. dude. They are, especially the more 90 Day Fiance, if someone's going to get killed. Uh, no, no, it's not, not. Well, yeah, but I meant to say love after lockup. There, there's some dangerous stuff going on in those shows that at some point someone may get get at least seriously injured if if if, if not killed. It's, it's it's You could just see the producers shoving people into another person just like you used to do in junior high or high school when you wanted two people to fight. Uh, but I'm watching it, so... Uh, yeah, as, as far, it's funny, just before we started recording, though, my wife did say she wanted to catch up on some movies, now that we're not, we're not going anywhere, so naturally I got very excited, so we're gonna try to, uh, we're gonna try to do little, we're gonna try to do Little Women, uh, uh, we're gonna watch Little Women, sorry, um, we're gonna, um, we're gonna, maybe she'll watch, uh, Uncut Gems, she knows how anxious that, that movie is, that she's not in the mood to, feel that way but maybe i could talk, talk her into it uh we're gonna oh we're definitely gonna watch cats because that's uh just we have to okay, actually yo you, you want to do a cats episode i think you should watch cats too i mean it's it's you know i really do like i really do like um musicals so musical sure. movies if you remember my my slept on list of the decade there yes. was, you know, I did, I did do that. Is Cats available to stream? Yeah, it is. So yeah, and, and people are watching it. And I think me and you, we're not, you know, twenty-something-year-old dorks who would be like, "Oh, this movie's so bad, it's good," dude. like that kind of stupid shit. Like we might, we would take it somewhat seriously. Obviously, I mean, I've not seen it. I already know there's going to be some weird stuff that we would laugh at and make fun of it. But the whole, it wouldn't be just like an hour-long episode of, like, this is just the death of cinema. This is just stupid, blah, blah, blah. Or, or like, just an hour of ironic, like, this is, like, the greatest movie ever. Oh, my God, because it's so terrible. Like I think I think we could assess that movie in a very unique way, just throwing it out there. And also, I also you know, I believe that <clears throat> it could be a jumping board for talking about a lot of things, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, Jesus. I hate to divert. I need to get off. Like, while I'm doing this episode, I'm, I'm scrolling the internet, and I see that Papoose just posted a Corona freestyle, so I'm going to shut that down so I don't start laughing. Sorry, go ahead. No, but they're For those trying to... listening, they even know who that is. Dude, Cats is available, available to rent for like 20 bucks, dude. Oh, well, maybe I won't be anytime. I just can't. I can't do that. I'm not doing that. But that's no thank you. 
Yeah. They have some nerve. Because, like, they need to make that a bargain thing. Like, uh, anyway, whatever. What do I know about uh, marketing and and distributing movies? But $20 for a movie that the general consensus is it is kind of not good. That's, uh, That's something. That's really an interesting move. You want us to stream yeah. it. You know, it's not a new movie. Yeah. And I actually was looking forward to to uh to to renting it. Yeah. You know, that's that's a weird move. Sure. But yeah. Whatever. Maybe maybe we'll find a screener of that. Oh, we could definitely, you know uh, I mean? yeah, for sure, for sure. That can't, that can't be that. Someone we know in Hollywood, you know, must have it. Yep. But um, let me just make sure that we're still recording because this is, this is new for me. Sure. We are still recording, so that's All good. Right. So yeah, speaking of cats, something you can do right now is watch a movie that maybe you avoided because of bad reviews, but you were curious about. Yeah. Maybe you want to see that is is spirit as bad as they said it is. Maybe you know is Jupiter ascending as bad as they say it is. Marcus would say yeah. yes. I would say no. This I would say the spirit is as bad as they say it is. Same. But you never you never know. And I think I think zebras, which is I guess what we're calling our fans. Do we have a name to call our fans? You know what, guys? Why don't you tell us what guys and girls and days and thems and all of you, you all, God God's children or or not God's children if you don't mm-hmm. that. All anyone who listens to our show. What should we call y'all? Yeah. It might be more fun for y'all to come up with a name. Are you there, Marcus? Yeah. Let me think of that idea. Wait, you just broke up a little bit then. What's that? What do you think of that idea of asking our our listeners? No, I was saying, yeah, that is a good idea. You know, I was going to be predictable, like fellow zebras or, you know, little little zebras or something, but I'm sure someone could be more creative. Yeah. And uh, also, shout out to John Armenio. What a nice guy. Oh, he's one of the nicest. I've recently been watching both new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Lucard. Mm-hmm. I caught up on I caught up on every episode of Star Trek Discovery while I was in mm-hmm. while I've been in quarantine. And if if you're a Trek fan, then I think. I'd say 60% of Trek fans would like the show. There, it could be interesting to watch television production like how it is now, which is very different mm-hmm. from the style of old Star Trek. Right. But the writing is really good. And, you know, any narrative shows you've gotten into? Any what? Any new narrative shows that you like. 
Yeah, the one I was. Yeah, I, I, it's a show called Unbelievable. It's on Netflix. It's um, it's based on a true story. It's it's pretty much a true crime uh, story about this uh, serial rapist and how these cops track him down and like the, the women who you know lives he screwed up. It, it's it's really good and really involved. It's kind of um, it all ties together, but there's a couple of different major and minor story uh, storylines throughout the show. And then they all come together, uh, and 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 also the center. Uh, like I had said, I'm, I'm watching that also, which uh, I think there's only a couple of, a couple of uh, a- a- episodes left. While I prefer the other two seasons to this, it's still the most uh, it's the most esoteric and the most mysterious one. So it, it definitely has that going for it. I have that. And it's the role. And it's the role, nice. Bill Pope. Huh? I, I was doing a, a line from. Caddyshack. Oh. Where the, it says, um, the Dalai Lama says that on my deathbed I'll receive eternal consciousness. So I've got that going for me, which is nice. <laughs> nice. That's something you can do. Catch up on 80s Tony movies and see how problematic they are compared to now. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. All of them are probably pro- problematic. Right. But that doesn't uh, yeah. mean that they're necessarily... That. What's that? I said I would say that also. Yeah. Um, me and Saskia watched to... to we watched um, To All the Boys I Love Before. Oh, right, right. I know of it, but I haven't watched it. It's cute. It's a cute movie, mm-hmm. and it's like a nice little rom-com to watch with somebody. And also, there was a there was an I Don't Get It episode with Noah Tarnell and, and Bill Scurry where they mm-hmm. talked about it. They were like, I don't get it. I do get it. I don't get it. I do get it. And, um, you know, Bill Scurry was like, the thing about that's a terrible Bill Scurry impression. Uh, I had a good no, one. That one was not. Yeah, that was yeah. that was not a good one. So we watched it, and there's this scene. The the, the main character is is of mixed Asian heritage, and they watch Sixteen Candles, and the dude is like, "Isn't this movie like really racist?" And she's like, "Yeah, but I also love it." Right, exactly. So I thought yeah. that that was an interesting spin on that. Yeah. But I guarantee you, if you revisit these '80s movies, you're going to be if you're if you're prone to being offended. You know, Meatball Three might not be for you. Or Revenge of the Nerds, the first one, where there's like a literal. Well, rape. I mean, th- there's that's rape in Revenge of the yeah. Nerds. That's what I just said. Yeah. That 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 movie that movie I was gonna say did move well, but really that that was that was not a look back then. Yeah. Consent consent is awesome. Hello. Yeah. You can watch Watchmen. Oh yeah. Oh shit! I oh yeah yeah. What did you think of the Watchmen? Oh man, 
That's a whole episode on its own. I enjoyed it overall, but there's one big issue. It's like they're just trying to be socially conscious, but then be sympathetic towards police, which I think is a little funny style. And sure, I will just sleep. I'll leave it at that. Okay. It's it's like low key blue lives matter to to some degree. It, 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 they're trying to mix black lives matter and blue lives matter at the same time, which I just find like, wait, what? All right. Oh, so we can also. I know that that's something you wanted to do a whole episode about. So we could. Yeah, definitely. With him to me. Oh, that would be dope. Maybe yeah. do Watchmen slash Invisible Man. Yeah. Oh man, that's that. That episode will be long, but that's a good thing. That's okay. I think. I think in this time, trying times, people might want you know, Rogan-sized episodes. Agreed. Also, speaking of Rogan-sized, I've been doing 200 to 300 push-ups every day. I'm trying to get prison jacked by the time we're done with this. I need to get on that. I didn't take into account certain things in the gym and my building is closed. It's like, fuck. Yeah. And there's, there's, there's closed quarter stuff that you could do. Yeah, I've been doing, I've been doing prison exercises. Yeah. Just you I know, get on if that. you if you have a pull up bar and you have a bag of potatoes, you can do a lot. Yeah. I bet, yeah. Oh, so I've been doing kettlebell swings but with a with a with a potato bag. I've been doing oh, pull ups, I've been doing squats, I've been doing push ups, I've been doing sit ups and also if you if you if you follow us and you're into jujitsu, this this dude John Danaher, who's considered one of the great you know jujitsu teachers, he just put out a free jujitsu tutorial solo mastery. So stuff you can do while because no one can train jujitsu right now. Yeah, sure. So he's he's been doing a video of stuff you can do. Nice. Other things you can do, like I did the last time I had the flu, was watch the entire transfer series. Oh, that's dope, yeah. You know, we have a friend of the show who's obsessed with the transfer series. Yes, shout out to John Cross of uh, After Movie Diner Podcast. And he was he was table 11 at our wedding. You're, not our wedding, your wedding. And <laughs> Saskia and I have been talking about having a Table 11 reunion party. Oh, man, awesome. Oh, that's cool. Have you ever seen the Transfers series? Just the first one. Really? They get they yep. get more interesting. I wouldn't say necessarily they get better, but Okay. You know, it's like it's like it's like Blade Runner, Back to the Future, Zombie, awesome. All right, then that's something for me to. Again, this is not. Uh, we got time, basically. So. Yeah, I just Johnny's love of it made me be like, "This is worth checking out." Just how like I rewatched the Resident Evil series, which is something you could do right now, because yeah. of our man Martin Kessler. He yep. was like, "Resident Evil Four is better than." 
Holy Motors. And I was like, I got to check it out now. That's cool that he's one of her talks. <laughs> Look, dude, I haven't <laughs> left my house in like three days. And <laughs> I'm I'm you gotta help me here. You gotta do a little bit of the talking right now. I'm starting to do one of her talk impressions. But well, yeah, actually I, I Yeah. Transfers is an awesome series. That's something you could watch right now. Uh, oh, and the Amer- American Ninja. Watch all the American Ninjas. Sure. Some 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 enjoy that. I I don't need to do that. I watch those now coming up, but no, but I might I might fun. get into the tra- I might get into Transfers. Like two and three are bizarre, and yeah. one is already bizarre. But they like they they're working they're working with. Uh, Cause like it's like they're like time zombies, and you know it's it's basically you remember that that movie they made like a year ago that was like ever they're making fun of all the things ever. What? I'll get to it. Uh, talk talk about a movie series that you think is worthy of revisiting right now. Uh, Rocky, and that's including the Creed movies. Of course. Um, all of that, and I still, you know, I've been, I've, I've watched Creed two so much in the last year, just because it's like, man, this could have been so much better. It's totally a movie that like I rebook in my head, and I've said it on the podcast, I've tweeted about it before, but I really think Creed and Rocky should have just been total peripheral side characters in the sequel. The movie should have been about exactly. Drago and his son, and then they should have came together in three. Also, another important part in this whole Creed series is that for a, a world-class boxer, Adonis Creed's record is not very good professionally. I think I don't. I mean, I'm sure I'm not the only person to realize this, but when you talk about wins and losses and the type of types of beatings he's taken, he's not. He doesn't have the best record, and this is a sport. Where rec- where your record does matter, you you can't be like you know, I don't know, six wins, five losses, and be at the top. You, you know what I'm saying? Uh, yes and no. You know, most people aren't like Mayweather. Most 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 people have some wins and some losses. No. But they yeah. don't have like a fifty. They they don't have like around a fifty percent losing rate. So no, you're not you're no, not getting. I'm not. I'm not. Yeah, getting, no, I'm that's not the only point I'm making. And they're yeah. also like apparently Creed Three is going to have like Clever Langston. Like they just they just lost. They, oh, they, are they? Re- oh, now they're just messing it up. That's what they're saying, but it could be wrong. You know, oh, I just. I I, I, just I think, hope so. I think I think you are correct that making Creed 2 not about Creed at all, making it about Drago and having the third one be like the glass of the Creed series would have, would have, it was just a loss. It was, just, it was a missed opportunity. And, you know, also like the third movie, Creed 3, the story is already written. He had beef with the guy who was the number two ranked boxer, the guy who knocked him out in the beginning of the movie, you know, at the gym, there's that whole arc. Just go to that. Like, you don't have to overcomplicate stuff. Like, there's a whole story right there. He just disappeared oh. from the sequel. 
Kung Kung Fury. Oh right, yeah. Oh, I oh, I never saw that. Well, I mean, it's just like all. It's just too much. Like this is the ridiculousness. Yeah. It's taking all the stuff that was fun about the eighties and turning it into a total, total terrible. But I think right. what's really awesome about the eighties movies is that they weren't trying to. They were very seriously making these things that ended up being silly, and I think that's a little more charming. I like. Oh, sure. I like the. I like the people that are a little... I like the dude that has the, the earnest mullet versus the guy that has the mullet making fun of mullets. But then there's a guy like... um, What's his face? Why did I just forget his name? But anyways, the guy who was on Road Rules but now is like a hilarious comedian. Theo Vaughn. Oh, yeah. Oh, Theo Vaughn, yeah. Yeah, he he has he has a mullet, and I I don't think he's making fun of it. I think he's just that's the thing he sort of does. Yeah, you know. Um, I'm trying to think. You can you know rewatch the Police Academy movies or the Undisputed series. Sure. Or Red Belt. You rewatch Red Belt. Sure, you could. I mean, we're just naming stuff now. No, I just i i want to i want to redo i want to rewatch Red Bell. Sure. I want to do. I want to do a whole episode about, you know, whether it be on this podcast or James' podcast, or maybe have James come on here because he he's his him Definitely. coming over is uh is over. And do like oh, MMA, sure. MMA movies and stuff. Yeah, he mentioned that at my wedding. So yeah, that could be fun. For sure. But yeah, we got um, uh, we we, we got to wrap, wrap up. Uh, have to att- uh, attend to something shortly. Okay. Do you, uh, do you yeah. have any before before we close out? Do you have any other ideas for things that people can do while while they're while they're away while they are away from the world? Yeah, man. Just uh, try not to lose your sanity. Do what you can. Just do something. Even ah, even if it's like a minor, like how you walk or how you open the kid. Just do something different at least once a day. And also, Start with that. like. If you have all these projects you want to do, work on that. But also, if you don't, yeah. if you if you don't get a chance to do that, that's okay too. You're doing great. Sure. You know. Sure. Like, be forgiving and do your best. And you can always reach out to us in our in our DMs about you know if you have stuff you want to talk to about us. All right. Of course. Yeah, that'd be great. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for continuing to listen. It means a lot. More than you know. Oh shit! I just noticed. I just noticed someone show up on our on our thing. Hello. <laughs> Can you hear oh, me, Carla? When did you When did you get here, son? <laughs> just oh, now. <laughs> yeah, I just got here. Hi. <laughs> just as you guys are wrapping up. Do you, do you have oh, any shit. closing What's remarks? 
Uh, <laughs> I feel like I'm put on the spot again. Uh, I don't know what to say. Um, you know, just be cool to each other, I guess. Be excellent to each other. Yeah. All right. And that is our show. 